0: Praise be Jesus Christ, Uh, this is Father Adam Lasky and this is the Anima Christi podcast. It's the um, uh, Sunday of the baptism of the Lord and I'm going to be trying a couple of different things um, with a way of uh, reflecting on either the readings or other prayers of the Mass for the baptism of the Lord. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in giving me some feedback, I appreciate everything and anything that you can either put in a comment or send an email Um, Again, my email is fatheradamlasky at gmail.com, so you can uh, feel free to connect with me. So, welcome. Um, The baptism of the Lord is a beautiful feast because it indicates to us the the need for the church to find in its source for the sacraments in the person of Jesus. So, we hear that there are baptisms by John the Baptist, but that doesn't really... um, constitute Christian baptism. John the Baptist came preaching and proclaiming a baptism of repentance, which was um, to enact a change of heart and prepare the way for the Messiah. But we see clearly in the Gospel today that, that John the Baptist wasn't about um, preaching only himself, but rather pointing the way to the Messiah. Um, so Jesus's baptism is symbolic, but also um, enacting uh, a sanctifying of the waters. So the, the person of Jesus is holiness itself. And so God, who becomes man, does godly things in the humanity of Jesus. How to break that down? We have sacramental signs. Um, so if we look at the sacrament of, of the Holy Eucharist, we see that there are um, the bread and the wine, which uh, represent nourishment and become our spiritual nourishment. They are in fact enacted by Jesus at the Last Supper, and so they are sacramental. They represent something and they, and they have a direct effect. Um, so we call that sacramental grace that we receive through the Holy Eucharist, um, something that is also sanctifying, making us holy. Uh, so in this case, Jesus is taking an ordinary element water and he is making it new through its baptism, or through, through using it for baptism. And baptism symbolizes a washing, a purification, a taking away of sin, which was fully present in what John was doing. But what is Jesus doing that's, that's different? Well, he himself is baptized. And so holiness itself enters into the waters. The waters that represent the lowness of humanity. Um, water was uh, not only like a, um, a primordial element, but it represented death. Um, that the, Who went into the water in the Old Testament? Well, it was those who either wanted to be cleansed or those who were being destroyed. So we think very heavily here of the uh, image of the Egyptians um, chasing the promised uh, people out of the promised land and Moses um, praying and the waters closing up on Those who are uh, the horse and the chariots of the Egyptians being cast into the sea. The enemy being utterly routed and destroyed by the paths of the water. And the obedient ones, the Israelites following the Lord who leads them and goes in front of them and behind them, takes them out uh, in the midst of the conflict and out and into the promised land. So baptism is like this for us. We are saved and set free from the from the, uh, effect, of s- the er- effect of original sin, mainly that, that the, the guilt and punishment due to us all because of the ruined nature of our relationship with God when we first enter into the world, which we inherit from our first parents, is taken apart from us. Now, what is it that a infant ha- infants haven't sinned, um, but, but they are still called to be um, con- conformed to the person of Jesus because they inherit what is true about every human person. Now, some people like detest this because they say, well, what's what's evil in an infant? Well, it's not that infants are bad. It's not that babies are somehow in league with Satan when they come out of the womb, right? But that they are, in, they inherit the effects of original sin from the very beginning of creation. So Christ going into the waters prepares for baptism to be brought into the human nature and for a way for for wicked humanity to be brought back to its original state of holiness. What was lost in the fall by Adam and Eve, Christ desires to reestablish for us as Christians, as Catholics. And so the sacramental life is a way by which we can actively participate in the life of Christ in us. So we are not simply reminded of baptism every time we make the sign of the cross with holy water, but it brings us deeper into this moment here where Christ enters into the water and the voice of the Father is heard. You, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And what's unique about this is that Imagine you're standing around at the time of John the Baptist. What would you have seen? Nobody would have been privy to the fact that Jesus was the Messiah until the voice of the Father was heard. This is what you, is unique about this account from the Gospel today, that John is baptizing and all those who are going along with them, they are all going down into the water to be baptized. Jesus gets in the line and he's baptized with everybody else. And at, even at the same time, which you know, a few verses that we miss in the Gospel today... Are people going to John the Baptist and asking, so are you the Messiah or what? And John isn't even really sure um, until Jesus comes. He, He just has this sense, John the Baptist anyway, has the sense that there will be another, the Messiah, the Christ who will come after me. And he will be the one that will establish all things. His sandal I'm not worthy to untie. And then Jesus humbly In line and in the file with the sinners, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, all of those who are converting and turning to the Lord through the baptism of John, he gets in line with them. Of course, Jesus, the Messiah, isn't a sinner, but he takes on the effects of sin, the alienation of sin that has to draw a sinner out into the desert. But what a beautiful image, the desert In in Egypt and in, in Christian literature is a place of conflict and decision, a place of renewal, but also a place of fighting with temptation. So they leave the city, which is in a way a sign of the city of this world, not of the city of God, and they go out into the wilderness to meet John the Baptist. And it's there, out in the wilderness, that they meet Christ, but not Christ baptizing and calling on them to convert and repent, but rather first Christ who takes a humble role, Christ who enters the water, Christ who is the Savior, who has come to proclaim a baptism of repentance of sin. Yes, like John the Baptist, but now a baptism of spiritual renovation. He tells us in the Gospel of John um, that we must be born again by water and the Spirit in his conversation um, with Nicodemus. And so we see in this, the image of baptism then, the need to be called upon to be be born again by the water and the Spirit. Now, what does the Spirit do for us that teaches us about baptism? Well, one of the, the titles that the Holy Spirit is referred to is the Lord and Giver of Life. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes to convict us of sin But also, we call the Holy Spirit the spirit of adoption. And so what happens in Christ also happens in the church. So the spirit of adoption is the one that cries out, this is my beloved son, my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. If more Christians truly believe this, if more Christians truly believe that Jesus brought to them spiritual adoption that the Father, the God of all creation, chooses them and says, you are my beloved son and my beloved daughter, how would the world be a different place? How would we love differently? How would we be merciful to one another? How would we forgive one another? How would we start and begin and act differently? Because we are Christians, because we are chosen by the Father, not with condescension and pride, but rather with great humility going to all the corners of the earth. Because what our baptism also requires of us, as soon as we have received, as soon as we have been loved to love, go therefore and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age.